American dream. If you're rich, you can buy it. If you're anything else, you've got to fight for it. Blue Collar. Good evening and welcome to another installment of the Blue Collar News Podcast. I'm Eric C. I'm Tony B. And we got Poby the Engineer and we got Taters on the line. Remember guys, you can always reach us on Instagram at Blue Collar News. You can reach us on YouTube at Blue Collar News and SoundCloud.com for free on Blue Collar News and also iTunes. Don't forget to hit the five-star review whenever you go to our podcast on iTunes, guys. And uh, how is everybody today, all right? Not bad. Not bad. You know, I'm hanging in there, doing all right. Any day I'm above ground is a win in my book. Uh, Paul, how about you? Cream cheese, baby, like always. Taters, how are you doing? You're lucky I'm on air right now. Uh, Taters, this is your new theme song. Tater time. But we need a few good taters. Taters. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Taters. So, uh, uh, Dylan, what's the first reaction we get uh, from the new song? How do you like it? I worked on it a lot. I'm swallowing my vomit. <laughs> do you uh, do you uh, do you, do you know what movies that Is that's it from? Crispy and golden fried. Oh my god! Yo, by the by the I way, I mean obviously it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> fucking, Lord of the Onion he's Rings. So fucking salty about it too. Obviously, oh, it's Lord you're of the Rings. Dragging me on this show. Yeah. I'm holding out, and you're dragging me on this show. Yeah. And you're fucking calling me taters, and I'm not taters. Yeah, you're, right? you're short round. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Dylan, you said before we start the show today that we I have some spots. You got us the show some money. Yeah, see, I, I'm putting the work in, and you're just jamming me left and right. <laughs> I can, I, I'll pull these endorsements so fast that show will be shut down in no time. <laughs> so, what do you got for me here? Well, we got a couple of really exciting businesses they're local businesses out of tennessee they've been in business for over two decades okay okay but we, we can't just blow our load on the first so just read one of them and we got some exciting sponsorship opportunities out of this one. Oh, really um, we can talk about afterwards yeah it's exciting stuff i'm doing i'm putting in work all right cool man that's listen it's always uh good to make money for the show sure, so we course. can buy equipment so yeah. we can always you know like now the show's getting a little bit bigger we can always buy a new mixer so let's just read this thing and you sent me some some music that you selected uh to read uh to play while i read this all right so paul play the dylan music hi john sausalito here from the stickler East Tennessee's premier real stick emporium, just off the Smoky Parkway in West Tutterville. We have the largest inventory of news and used sticks, outside of Mother Nature, of course. <laughs> but unlike Mother Nature, we offer low, low prices. A weather-free buying experience and a... What the fuck is this, Dylan? Cut the music, Paul. What is this? Used stick emporium? <laughs> Yeah, it's a big industry, especially around uh, the... What the hell's going on down there? Oh, Jesus Christ. Why, Dylan? Why can't you ever just, just just fucking find somebody with money and get an idea from them? How much money well, did you, you get for this advertisement? Sponsorship down? You want me to turn around and tell John Sosalito to screw off? Well, he's selling you sticks. How much fucking money did you get for the 30-second spot? Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get money. <laughs> well, done. What <laughs> did you, you get some sticks? <laughs> Fuck. So, uh, what what so you get? What did you get? Health. Well, you guys need a comfortable space, so I bargained with him. I did my negotiating skills, and they are giving us – they're delivering to you guys in the studio uh, beanbag chairs filled with original Smoky Mountain 
sawdust and wood chips. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tony's going to bust that thing off on the second day, and I'm going to be cleaning <laughs> sawdust up for the next I'll be like a months. hamster in here. All right. So, okay. I, at least we're getting – wait, are know? we really getting beanbag <laughs> chairs? Is this a thing that's going to happen? Well, listen, Dylan's a man of his word. If, if the tater says it, you can fry that shit up and know it's coming on its way. <laughs> what are we supposed to expect <laughs> these right. beanbag chairs with, yeah. with, with Smoky Mountain sawdust? Well, I I mean it's it's crate it's crate on a on a on a cargo truck shipping, so it's going to be a couple weeks. Dylan, how long have you been out of your fucking mind for? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's so, continue uh, the I spot. Mean, you know what? Let me let me. You know fried. what? Okay, so we're getting bean bags out of. I thought we were getting at least fifty bucks or something. You know? Okay, so let's 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 do it from the top. I'll try my yeah. best to to do this thing with a straight face. Cause. All right, here we go. It, it, what's this guy? What's this guy like, Dylan? Uh, he's, he's pretty tough around the edges. He's got a lot of women he, he employs, <laughs> but, um, he's a stand up guy. All right. So, um, let's, let's, let's do this for, for Dylan. Hi, John Sausalito, but I'm not John Sausalito. That's the guy that owns the place. He should be doing the voiceover. Well, I, we didn't have money in the budget. For me I'm not John Sausalito. Can I be, can I be like sued for this? It, it, Poby, do you think no, that I could be brought I up on any charges? I think you're good for YouTube representing yourself with John Sausalito. I'm paying you to do so. Hi, John Sausalito here from the Stickler, East Tennessee's premier real stick emporium. Just off the Smoky Parkway in West Tutterville, we have the largest inventory of new and used sticks outside of Mother Nature, of course. Ha! <laughs> But unlike Mother Nature, we offer low, low prices, a weather-free buying experience and 100% fair trade and termite-free experience. Believe me, you'll want some of John Sausalito's ultra softwood in your life. Come on down to the stickler. Um, okay, so then it says you'll want some of John Sausalito's. So now either I'm speaking in the third person. So I was just doing the voiceover as John Sausalito, and now I'm referring to John Sausalito yeah. in the third person. Got this fucking, and what's with this music? How does that, Dylan? How does that selection even represent a stick emporium? Why do they have used sticks? How expensive are the new ones? Well, I mean, it's a it's a pricey game. You ever see the acacia wood bowls and and, uh, and crate and barrel? Those things are expensive, man. Oh, so he sells they like they they responsibly source wooden sticks that have been discarded, delicate delicately hand selected from. From antique stores, from estate sales. But I don't understand. Roadside. Does he sell wooden furniture and items and accessories, or is it just a whole store full of sticks? <laughs> like you just walk in, it's like endless selection of sticks. It's sticks. Yeah. Oh man, that's. that's I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to know a little bit more about this, aren't you? Oh, well, we got. Uh, so when the beanbag chairs will be here? What about? Did you get one for well, Paul? There's only two of them. I got another question. If what? he sells sticks, why is he sending beanbag chairs? Wouldn't he send sticks? I mean, that's what he. Well, well it's they, they, some sticks, some sticks, some some sticks. Stop! 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 Hit the taters, music. Few good taters. Taters. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Taters. Take this extra sawdust. It's a few good taters. Also, they recycle them into a beanbag. Taters. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I didn't I didn't hear a single fucking thing you said because we were just playing your Taters theme song the whole fucking time. All right. So listen, we got a second uh, spot here. And who's the second spot? No, dude? that's later on. That's, we have to. We, we can't go right on top of John Scalito. That's not. Mis- he needs some space here. Okay. Okay. I can. I can deal with that. Top of the next show. All right. Top of the next show. All right. So we got a little news. Hit our new news music, Paul. Whoa. It's time for the news. All right. And our first story of the night um, is uh, the Mooch. I don't know anything, pretty much anything of the story other than he looks like the Riddler and Spicer was in the bushes. So it's not going well for yeah. the fucking Trump, uh, the Trump campaign because it's like guys are dropping like flies. What's with people in the White House that have mouths that look like buttholes? <laughs> have you seen this guy? He looks like a butthole that had a lemon in it. It was like, well, it, yeah, they all look like they have uh, birds assholes for mouths. <laughs> um, did you know what this guy's been going through? His wife is just had a kid a week ago. He just got divorced from said wife with the baby, and he's apparently having an affair with one of the Fox News uh, bot chicks. You know the dark. Well, they're all dark haired and big tit, but you know one of those. Well, he and sounds like a great Kimberly guy. Gil- Kimberly Guilfoyle. Thank you. So oh, what? That's, ooh, not bad. Good so what did he do? What did what did the mooch do uh, that was so bad? Went on a complete tirade uh, to I believe the New Yorker magazine, and it was supposed to be off record. And he, you know, said he would shit down other staffers' throats and that homeboy reigns Priebus. No, no, no. Steve Bannon likes to suck his own cock. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Well, I don't think Steve Bannon – I don't think Steve Bannon's seen his own cock for a few years. You think fire every leaker that there could ever be fired. I heard he said something like, I'm not here to lick my own cock. No, he says I'm not like Steve Bannon. I don't want to. I'm not here to suck my own cock. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you that's can't, a plus. You can't really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crank the crank the volume up on iTunes and let's play the first Saramucci meltdown clip. Let's, let's just see. let's go. We're going into this blind, folks. President and I would like to tell everybody we have a very very good idea of who the leakers are, who the senior leakers are in the White House. We'll get to that in a second. But what I also want to say is that we are working together, the president and myself and other members of his team in law enforcement, to undercut, undercut and undercover, or, or out, if you will, the leakers in the entire country. Uh, as the president would say in his own words... The- so we're going to take care of every leaker in the whole country. Yeah. Well, how do you know if they're a leaker if, they're, if you don't know? And we're going to undercover them. Jesus Christ, is this guy trying to out-Trump Trump? They get some winners over there, I'll tell you that. You know what? And the biggest thing I thought about Trump was, like, the only saving grace of him being president was since he is uh, a uh, businessman, you'd think that he would know how to actually obtain some uh, talent and actually acquire some decent people for the positions. I thought that was going to be his strongest point. Obviously, it's it looks like literally like a bunch of fucking people from a trailer park yeah. uh, in the White House. That's what he said. He's like, you know— I always try to find the best people. If yeah. I can't do it, I find the best guys who can. Well, he's doing a great job. I mean, you know, got guys who are not licking their own cocks. Well, I guess he got the dog beaten. Scaramucci's got a pretty decent resume, too, when it's all said and done, but I don't know. Uh, Taters, what are we thinking about the mooch? For the White House? I mean, the guy, is, uh, I, he, he, he was a pretty smooth talker on the podium <laughs> when he first got introduced. He was kissing, kissing, uh, Kissing people goodbye, you know, really laying on the Italian charm real thick. 
But, yeah, um, and he mentioned it every other second. He's like, you know, it's like an Italian family. We're going to be rolling around on the grass here. You know, it's uh, when you're at the White House, you know, like Palestinians and the Israelis are like my fucking Polak neighbor. You know, you know, we didn't get along. We'd fucking I'd bash his head into a couple of garbage cans. My cousins would stop by. We'd have the brajut going. We'd have the mozzarella going. And then sure enough, these Polaks would come over with these cinderblock heads and I'd fucking pound them right in the head. It's like, uh, well, we were just talking about foreign policy, Mr. Mooch. It's like, yeah. well, you know, it's all it's all relative. Fuck face, you know? Next on the mic, uh, Tony Pauly Walnut Scaramucci. So we got these freaking guys who are talking. That's going to get dealt with. Don't worry about it, all right? You know, you're in here. You got to keep your fucking mouth shut. What am I running? The goddamn uh, auctioneer? I don't know what the guy's, you know, he's blabbing and blabbing and blabbing. Bow, you're going to see what happens to that cocksucker over there. I'll tell you that right now. The mooch comes out with a guinea tee on, cut off sweatpants <laughs> yeah, really. and his shorts with white socks on and brown sandals while he hoses down the stage where he gives the press conferences. <laughs> He's like, oh, look at this. They got all these leaves. They got all these leaves. I'm like, what is with that, Paul? Why do all Italians hose down their driveway and never sweep? Do you know that? Well, I, I think it's because they really like their masonry to be nice and clean. <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah, it's about the masonry. Am like, I crazy or does every Italian guy over the age of 43 hose down his driveway? This is a Mediterranean thing. The Greeks do it as well. This is hosing. Yeah. yeah. And they wonder why they always have uh, water shortages in yeah. Italy, I, you know? I can see, oh! I can see the reporters, you know. Uh, Mr. Scaramucci, thank you for having uh, inviting us to the press conference today. I still don't know why we had to hold it in the VIP room with a bing. <laughs> he rolls up in his IROC Z. Hey, you fuck faces ready to hear the news. <laughs> give me, give me a little, little mooch out cruising uh, in the fucking Sopranos theme. In the Sopranos. Yeah, give me a little Sopranos. Yeah, there hasn't, there's been more people whacked on uh, the Trump administration than fucking there has on the Sopranos on A&E, for Christ's sake. Dude. So who's the next guy down the line now? <laughs> who's Who the fuck is the next guy that they're going to get to be? You know who they should get? Who's who's the fucked up guy in the wheelchair that's very smart? Stephen Hawking. They should get Stephen Richard, Hawkins. Richard Hawking? Richard Hawking. Yeah, that's Good his brother. Richard Hawking. Richard Hawkins actually. <laughs> yeah, Richard Hawking. He's actually attached to a pogo stick. He has uh, he's very bad psoriasis, so he has. To <laughs> I want to thank the heads of the Joint Chiefs of Staff for coming here today. Oh, I'd like to, and I'd like to thank that other chick for giving me head before. You know, that was really nice. Hey, listen, it's like Italians. You know, when we get together for dinner, you know, we'll tell each other to go fuck yourself, and then we'll have a cannoli over it. You know, that's what Mr. Trump wants to do to the rest of the goddamn country. He wants to put his big fucking orange hands around the country <laughs> and go, hey, yeah. listen, come on over. We'll take care of you. I'm right? here to speak for uh, President Donald Trump, or as we just call him, the Don for short. Mooch is uh, the, get, the unemployed gindaloon. So what do you got here? What do, what are we thinking for a possible guy or gal? Um, well, they're talking about uh, Shine, the Xbox News uh, director. Um, I, I think he'd be a pretty good choice, but um, I think he could probably do a little bit better than that. Um, Mo Mo Mooch is know. like, anyone say Shine? Wait, why don't you go get your Shine box, all right? Um, I, I, you know, be, I think Bill Murray would be a good choice. Bill Murray. Yeah. I like that. Tony. I think, uh, well, hmm. Either Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> or the lawyer from my cousin Vinny. Okay. So two guys walk into a bar and the other one says to the other one, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's like, holy shit. That would be a great idea. Yeah. He would throw the fucking, the, 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 the press secretary right on job on its fucking head. That'd be great. Paul, who do you want to see? Um, uh, I just think John Sterling. 
Voice of the New York Yankees, the radio voice of the New York Yankees. I think it would be fantastic. we get great nicknames. You know, Susan, the Obamacare health bill. He'd forget what he's doing half the time. You know, John, the Obamacare. A lot of people die on a waiting list there, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I yeah, I would yeah, have. How about, how about Sam Kinison? Ow, yeah, ow, ow. Well, actually, he would. He already did the world hunger thing. Where Did you ever hear a skit on world hunger? Can you pull that up? No. See if you can pull Sam Kennison world hunger skit. He has the answer for world hunger. I think that'd be an excellent idea. But I have my money on Stephen Hawkins. Rolls out, fucking puts a couple words into the like. Today's news is about uh, world hunger. Let's hear Sam Kennison talk about world hunger here. Like I said, I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to just do whatever I can for people. Like the world hunger thing, the USA for Africa. That's, isn't that great? You guys hear the song? Nice song, isn't it? Beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm like anybody else on the planet. I'm very moved by world hunger. I see the same commercials. Those little kids starving and very depressed. And uh, you know, I watch these things on TV and I see those commercials and I look at it and I go, God, how cruel, you know? To see a little kid out there, and I go, fuck, you know, I know the, uh, the film crew could give this kid a sandwich. <laughs> you know the kid's not out there, uh, you know, filming a letter from home with a Betamax, huh? You know there's a director five feet away going, don't feed him yet! Get that sandwich out of here! It doesn't work unless he looks hungry! <laughs> but I'm not trying to make fun of world hunger. Matter of fact, I think I have the answer, because I spend a lot of time working it out, and, uh... If you want to stop world hunger, stop sending them food. Don't send these people another bite, folks. You want to send them something? You want to help? Send them U-Hauls. Send them U-Hauls, some luggage, and send them a guy out there that goes, Hey, you know, we've been driving out here every day with your food for like the last, uh, I don't know, 30, 40 years. And we were driving out here a day across the desert, and it occurred to us there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! <laughs> Perfect uh, press secretary for the White House. That's great. All right, so the mooch is gone. Uh, we really can't do much about the mooch. And it was very nice knowing Sean Spicer and the mooch. So hopefully we'll get somebody in there that can stick around for more than two days. But I know Paul's got his news with the tech set. It's time for the news. That's not going to happen every goddamn time you news. Just like Taters has got to deal with yeah, shit. Yeah, but Taters isn't going to destroy his health. <laughs> with if he, if he eats enough Taters, he will. Ooh. Don't Today on 12,000 iPhones. Uh, uh, Dylan, we have a call. We'll call you right back. Warehouse in here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm surprised you don't have Steve Jobs' corpse in a fucking hyperbaric chamber. Hello? Hello? Who is this? What the hell is going on over there? I called that 7474 number, and it doesn't do anything. Well, you're live on the show. Who the fuck is this? I, I don't know who calls a, a radio show just demanding shit. Who yeah. is this? <laughs> it's 
Tysh. It's your boy Tysh. It's your boy Tysh. It's Daniel Tysh. Steve. It's banana bro. It's uh, it's spreadsheet. I... It's spreadsheet. Steve. How are you, spreadsheet? Steve. Am I calling the right number? This is Paul's number, right? Uh, this is no. This is Who the Blue Collar News Show. You've reached the Blue Collar News Show. We never know really who's going to call in on this show. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, uh, Steve, what's on your mind, buddy? <laughs> um, not much. I'm just. I was just calling you guys for 15 minutes, trying to get through. Well, you got through, and you're our 100th caller. Oh my God! Tell him what he's won. Tell him what he's won. Yeah. What have you guys been talking about? You, you big sexy man. <laughs> Are you are you are you are you like uh, bedroom talking me right now? You're like, so what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Imagine three five year olds high on sugar. <laughs> oh man, yeah, like you should. I just walked into the lion's den. I don't oh, know what yeah. to expect. Well, maybe you should uh, start a one eight hundred number called Spreadsheet Steve's one eight hundred number. Give me a little one eight hundred number music. <laughs> go down. Yeah, such yeah, a go music. Dial straight is, is down there, the middle. Is there such a thing called one eight hundred music? So Steve, would you actually ever think about opening up a one nine hundred phone sex operating business as a man? Up against the numbers and spread them. <laughs> no, I don't think I could I don't think I have the voice to pull that off. I think you do. Paul, what do you think? You think Steve's got a voice kind of like, uh, well, you asked us what we were doing before, so yeah. it sounded definitely Maybe like. Maybe we uh, should have him audition a little bit. All right. Well, uh, uh, how about this? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Why don't we do this? Steve, give us, uh, like, okay, so I'm a woman, you know, calling the number, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm about. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm about I've seen your videos. I've seen your Caitlyn Jenner videos. I'm about 365 <laughs> pounds, and I got nobody. And I want to just be, I want to, I want to take care of myself, but I want to hear a man's voice. Okay. So I call up <laughs> a spreadsheet, Steve's 1-800 number. So I call up St spreadsheet Steve's. Hi, is this, is this spreadsheet Steve? I guess if I lost my job and I really needed money, I would do it. Well, I'm not horny yet. I'll tell you that. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. I was actually going through some of your videos before this call on YouTube, um, and some of the ones that stood out. I loved the one when you came to my basketball game. Hello. Bird brain. on did I lose you guys what's going on I'm here. What the hell is going on, guys? Hello? Hello? <laughs> what the fuck? How is this a show? No one's even talking. <laughs> 
I don't even think you are recording anything. I know where you live, Williston Park. I'm gonna come and get ya. This is so stupid. Four minutes. He was on the phone for four minutes. Would he hang up? After the silence. Yes. <laughs> Dedication. Oh, the first you know? silent game ever here on Blue Collar News. Yeah. I love doing that to people. You call them up and see how long they stay on the line for. And then just see what how they react. That's uh that's real dedication. <laughs> he stayed right on for four minutes. That's dedication. <laughs> what do you think about that, Paul? That's eh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time for the news. Paul, give us the news. It's a little, uh, a little uh, news time. It's time for the news. So we have Facebook chatbot going live. Okay, um, Paul, fill us in on the tech story. So essentially, Facebook. Facebook made this algorithm or program and now is facebook the same as facebook same thing it's okay called, i'm calling it their facebook <laughs> that's what they call it in norway facebook <laughs> so essentially they made this thing to interact with people that you know that could they wouldn't be able to tell if they're interacting with a computer turns out the artificial intelligence invented its own language and started talking to itself and they got a little nervous because they couldn't understand it and had to shut it down now the question i have for you guys is when eventually the machines take over, who had it right? What movie is it going to be like? How How's it all going to go down? You know, the whole problem with this, making this AI, it's like, why would you create another problem? It's like it's like somebody saying, hey, you know, we don't have enough mosquitoes or bad diseases. You know, we, we need a worse street gang running around. Terminator, Paul, is the answer to I that question. No, it's Winston. I think Metropolis. <laughs> oh, it's hated. I think Metropolis. I think it's Smallville. Um, no. Well, have you seen the theory that we're already living in the Yes. Yeah. They say that realistically there's a probability that this is a construct. Yeah. And where are we? Maybe a bucket point. What's it called? What's, I forget what the name of the theory is. I'm not sure. String theory? No. Both dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> Why is it dumb? Look at how far virtual reality has come in the short period of time they've been using it. I mean, it's, if you look at the HTC Vive virtual reality set, it's pretty impressive. So you're saying we're avatars? We are avatars for, um, essentially, the, the theory is, is that we, this is from, this is from, uh, atheists who believe in eternal life based on artificial intelligence and extraterrestrialism. So in a sense that we've evolved to a level where our bodies would not allow ourselves to die 
So this world is an avatar, almost like a virtual reality game that our outer beings are are mechanizing and engineering and, and playing with. So when we die, we are absorbed into that outer world matrix of some sort. Or we've been dead and this is the capsule that we're put in? Well, we haven't been dead. It's who the like fuck the, picked the, my fucking avatar? Yeah, seriously. Some I hope, asshole. I hope the kid who's playing me gets a game genie or something. The kid that's my controlling no, my avatar is like, I want a 93 Subaru. <laughs> yeah, really. Fuck Put this. some codes in, please. Jesus Christ. Put a couple of cheat codes in in my fucking ATM account. You ever hear that, Paul? That that, that theory? When yes, does the game I get have, good? I actually, I forget the name of it, but yeah, it's essentially we're living in the Matrix. There's a big article in Scientific American last year. Neil deGrasse Tyson sort of kind of believes in it. Let me ask you this yeah. question. If, if life is a video game, right, which video game best describes your particular situation? <laughs> uh, is, there a, is there a game called Broken Short? Not so Super I, Mario Brothers. Yeah, Use your suit, Larry. Is Eric? <laughs> uh, Wall Street Kid, the Reverse Wall Street Kid, <laughs> was that came out for Nintendo. Um, I would say Altered Beast would be the best one for me. Smell of Duty. <laughs> Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah. Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because that's the only one I know. You stopped watching movies in 1995, and you stopped playing uh, video games uh, when Duck Hunt came out. So, good thing we have a current events show. Yeah. You know, we're on top of it. Dylan, Dylan's right on top of the pulse. Um, so we're living in a simulation, Paul. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, that's that's a theory that we are living in a simulation. We're controlled by. I am people like way smarter than us or beings way smarter than us <sighs> that share. Well, I can't. I don't know how to. Explain this. I would think it's like, OK, I think I think I can explain this. It's like a Tamagotchi. Right. Remember the Tamagotchis that you used to put on your keychain, those little yellow things. It was like about, the, you I know, those like the, like about the size of a matchbook. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a Tamagotchi that was forgotten by some eight year old kid that's in somebody's fucking attic right now. Like they started they half started it like, oh, you know, let's let's start them off real well. They started me off really good. You know, like childhood was great. You know, high school experience was awesome. And then it's like they're like, oh, I don't like this game anymore. And they threw me away at around 23, 24 years of age. And it's just been downhill from there. And now I'm just waiting just to get played with. It's like, who is setting me up with a 93 Subaru? Who's setting me up with a 98 Saturn? Who is setting me up with a 1992 Pontiac Sunfire with all the options? Who <laughs> all the the options? is doing this? Hey, at least you got all the options. You are. <clears throat> You no, are, it could just be. Some... You're saying that I'm. You're saying that I'm controlled by somebody. So I'm not doing it. You're I got my hands your, off the wheel. By your greater self, you're controlled by your greater self within this theory. So in this theory, you are controlled by you, who is an eternal you, who is trying to develop a higher being on this Earth virtual reality matrix thing. And, and Poppy's shaking his head. He's feeling taters over there. What you you you, you concur with him? That we live in a simulation. No, but I. Can I understand what he's saying? There'd be no way to know. That's, I don't. That's I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that assessment. I'm. I'm not uh, a dope smoking master scientist who thinks everything is, you know, whatever. But I. I, I am. Re in, I am discussing theory based on a real discussion. So that is what you would be in this matrix. And I've also it's seen you theory, controlling it. Yeah, I've also seen theories that things, the weird things that have gone on. Like the rise of Trump and him winning and, and other, 
if you want to call it climate change or whatever, or world going to shit recently, is like bugs, like a, like a bug in the program, and that's why all this weird stuff is happening. So the Cubs won right. the World Series. Exactly. Trump Cubs got won the World Series. Trump gets nominated. And what was the third thing that happened that was pretty wild this year? But oh, I got really a super. Happens that's super wild. I mean, think about it. If you were running a simulation, wouldn't you just like put dinosaurs in once in a while and killer robots and aliens? And- I mean, just think about what you do on Grand Theft Auto. Imagine if you had all the options. It's like Sim City, but they do kind of do that. People do drive around and shoot the people. Yeah. And it would be fucked up if every time you played SimCity back in the day on the computer, the people in the actual world were being That's affected by it. That's the theory, that there are actually some people a higher level above us doing that to us. But this game is, and, and who knows, maybe the game has been going on for five minutes, and I think it's it's a longer time, you know? Yeah, what do you do if you find out God's like some dickhead 14-year-old, you know? People He's like you teenager. when you were younger, you know? <laughs> Screaming into the fucking microphone some on ki- Xbox. <laughs> some kid jacking off to the shit. back of DVD fuck, fucking... Camping fuck! <laughs> letting fucking M80s off in yeah. a frog's mouth. That's so my this god. Is it, huh? That's who I was assigned to. Oh, yeah, did you think? Um, did you hear something? Uh, you guys were talking about Averloween. I can never say her name. What the fuck is her name? Yeah. Average well, Levine. Another thing, weird thing. Averloween is secretly dead, and <laughs> that they must have had a hard time finding a replacement for that one, huh? That they... I'll see you later, boy. You just kidnap yeah, a homeless guy later, and put a boy. mop on his head. And that they had hired a um. A body double to do press events for her because she had big time anxiety and this is right when she was starting to sell a lot of albums and apparently she committed suicide and the record label did a little um sniffing around little plastic surgery to the to the body double and she took over her life see that's i don't think that's true because i mean at that point i mean technically you'd be committing fraud it wouldn't i mean how could you really yeah just like me reading the spots of sam sassolito i heard a cool story my friend talks about the sci-fi story where he's like Apparently, there's like there was this alien civilization, right? And no, no, it always, it always <laughs> come on. Like that. So, and like they realized the way to do faster than light travel is a very simple thing. Like it was just like this little you know way to do it that wasn't so complicated. So they figured it out and they started doing it with like their basic technology. They were like on like on like boats with like muskets, you know, and they would go around the cosmos traveling to different planets. We never figured it out, so we created all this technology. You know, and our, they never had needed any advanced technology, so they just kept doing it. But we did, so they found us. And, like, in the story, we have, like, all this ridiculous military hardware and technology, and they're like, what the fuck? And they can't, you know, they can't take us over because we have all this thing. I also heard a cool Wait, thing. so these are just aliens and boats with muskets that can somehow go the speed of light? Yeah, some kind of crap like that. It's, it's for entertainment purposes only. This is not a... I mean, that's a fun one. And then somebody said, this is creepy, too. Uh, this is two creepy stories that I've always loved. One of them is... We're using all these satellites to, like, try to reach out into space and discover alien technology. And one day we get a recording back and it says, you better be quiet before they hear you. And the second cool one, I think, you ever see this on, like, a bridge? People, like, it's something you'll see it written. It just says, like, if you're reading this, you've been in a coma for 20 years. We're, We're trying to reach you. This may be the only way you're getting this message. Like, some weird shit like that. Really? That's kind of cool, isn't it? That is very cool. You know, back on. Adam, can you can you explain that to me? I, I, I lost you. What somebody wrote a message on so, a bridge, and you, that's cool. Like once in a while, you'll see like different kind of writings in different places, and the, it'll say like, "If you're reading this, you've been in a coma for 20 years. We're trying to reach you. We're not sure how this message will get to you, if it will, but if you get it, wake up." 
So somebody just writing a generic message on, on a bridge and that's like creepy? The implication is that you're in a coma and they're trying to reach you and that's how the message is being received by you in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's just somebody's abstract experimental art. Well, Dylan, I'm not saying you're actually in a coma and they're using some kind of fucking mind-melding technology to reach in there and get you. It's just it's interesting, you know what I mean? You know what else is interesting? You mean just from like a like a theoretical standpoint? Like just like, you know, for, for, be possible? for fun. Oh, it, it, for fun. Okay, I thought you were like trying to like saying like this, that's real and they're trying to no, like but legitimately what like if it were? correlate things. Oh, don't rock Dylan's what boat. That's that's what if the what if makes it interesting. You know what I mean? You're rattling his cage over here with your ideas. <laughs> I'm rattling cages. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Your ideas are dangerous. I was I, sniffing around on. I the was internet. sniffing around the internet. Um, well, <laughs> actually, you know uh, what I was going to say is that w the one conspiracy theory. I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but it's. Uh, do you guys remember? Uh, I was going down the rabbit hole on YouTube. And it, it's amazing how it always starts. It, like it starts with like a, um, a you know, like a uh, segment from ESPN, and then it rolls into like beheading videos from ISIS. It's like, yeah. oh my god, how did Pretty I? Pretty soon you're watching like four-hour anonymous videos. How did I get here? Oh my them. god! But uh, the thing that uh, made me scratch my head. So I've always kind of been like on the fence about 9/11, like the whole inside job thing about it. And I finally put it to rest probably like a year ago. Going, all right, you know what? Some dudes hijacked planes. Some guys did it. Blah blah blah. But uh, on September 10th, uh, Rumsfeld had a press conference about I think it was 2.3 trillion dollars missing from the U.S. government. And then September 11th happened the next day. It's like, uh, where did that money go, or where the follow-up story ever go with that? <laughs> you getting 2.3? Mm. What do you think that was from? Do you think that the now it's either somebody stole it, and also which is kind of creepy. Like these things keep coming up. The where the explosion happened in the in the Pentagon was the accounting office, and there was no fuselage on the on the ground after the fact. Actually, you know what I uh, and also what what kind of actually made me put it to rest is a year ago. You remember that movie Loose Change? Yeah, the documentary. Um, that kid now, like, has come out and like and, and like denounced everything that he did. Because he was like, I was 21, I was mad at the time, now he's 31, and they did this little documentary on him, and he's starting to make new stuff. One about the police now, uh, and police brutality. But he, he was saying that he was it was kind of like a whole sham. Who the guy that made the documentary? Yeah, loose change. It was a whole sham. And, it, and then it just took over his whole life, where he had to go into seclusion, because he became this, like, messiah to people that had questions about 9-11. But then it's like you get into the whole free fall thing about building like the I, I don't know. Like, am, am I an asshole for questioning? No, it? you're not. Because you're an asshole a lot of people, for not questioning it. There's a lot of people that lost their lives. And, and, yeah. and I don't want to disrespect the people. And you anybody disres that's lost you disrespect somebody. their memory by not looking at every angle of a situation. And I also heard the fact that in 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 the actual World Trade Center, they needed a close to a billion dollars worth of uh, asbestos removal. Since it was built in the 1970s, there's all sorts of crazy things that you know. The security beforehand was handled by a company called Securicom, upon which uh, George Bush's brother sat on the board. There was uh, Paul. I can mean, you look that up about the insurance thing? It about goes the crazy and crazy. Building seven fell like several hours after the fact. I will tell you this though: if you look at it from a financial perspective, one thing they did notice was that um, right before the the attack happened. There were a number of calls put on American Airlines and United Airlines, and 
if you look at stuff like that, you know, when there's a lot, massive call orders are putting on or short orders are putting on, you know, any any particular industry or or company, yeah, it's a red flag. And there were a lot of call. I think it's you know the shorts are put on that yeah. on the options right beforehand. And this one guy, I forget his name, but uh, he he noticed that on Wall Street, and he got on um, and he started just selling, you know, just shorting it as well. Yeah. And he made like seven million dollars in a half hour. Yeah, now, and then he gave it all to charity. Now, Dylan, we, me, uh, me, and Tony definitely have much more of a propensity to believe in the conspiracy theories because I, I, I just find them fun, kind of too, just connecting the dots and everything. But, but it's not like you're going to find anything no one's seen before on YouTube. Dylan, how do you feel about? It? Do you think there's an actual chance, a slight chance, that there could have been not so much an inside job, or maybe just you know some working parts in our government that you know wanted a building knocked down? Uh, because of asbestos, um, you know, $2.6 trillion uh, missing. Building 7, which is a, a pretty pretty far way away from the World Trade Center, and it fell at, at, at uh, free-for-all space. So what do you think, Dylan? No. Next question. Uh, it'll entertain us a little bit. Why do you think no so definitively? None of these, none of the uh, information that we brought up, uh, you know, brought up any kind of questions in your head? No, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so it's hard for me to believe that people are going to willingly murder thousands and thousands of people so they can save a couple bucks. It's um, not. A, it's not it's a just, couple. It's just people looking. Yeah, it's not about. It's saving. not a it's couple. Not about saving money. It's you about, give. It's you give a fucking. You give a crackhead twenty five bucks uh, and, and a high C container. He'll kill somebody. I mean, you're talking about a lot of money. And also, another thing is, you don't know what's fucking true. On the internet, like, do you even know if Scopes is correct? Uh, Snopes is correct. Like, how do you know what you're actually reading is true? That's and, why you have to use reason and, and logic. And something has that just has come out. This new technology that's pretty wild. Now they're actually starting to get people where they can videotape their face, and now they have algorithms. Like, for instance, Jennifer Aniston wants to do a commercial in Japan, but does not know Japanese. They can record her and record her voice doing speaking in English. But then they can actually do the calculation to where it would look like if she were to speak Japanese and what she would sound like when she were to speak Japanese. So on the Internet, they had this conversation between Barack Obama and George W. Bush. And you can tell it's kind of edited. It's kind of chopped up a little bit. But that means they're somewhere. They're there. You know, like just imagine in the future, 10 years from now, you could have two fictitious conversations against somebody where you can't even pick up that it's fake. Well, look at the look at how they put people back in movies now. I mean, people that are dead, these celebrities, they put them back in movies, and it's not spot on, but it's pretty damn close. That, that shit started in Forrest Gump. How know? do you feel to be an all American? And it, so, and, it, and the lips look like two uh, hot dogs going here's back. Here's the scary and thing about it: like, how do you know what they can do? I mean, they could just do something like that with your face, CGI you into an evidence video, and be like, "Well, there he is committing the murder." Yeah. I mean, how do you know what they? I mean, this is what scares me about all this technology. Suddenly. Anything can happen. Even a man screaming at the top of his lungs in another room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul, so we uh, we actually uh, – did you find anything on the asbestos in the World Trade Center? Uh, the thing in the asbestos in the World Trade Center is that apparently it was only used up to the 40th floor of the World Trade Center. And they used a different kind of um, anti-flame retardant stuff the rest of the way. And that burned too hot. And that caught on fire and ended up burning too hot and melting everything. So that's what was the reason. Actually, the stuff that was supposed to prevent the fire was the one that actually made – it was like it's undoing almost. Yeah. 
Well, there you have it. I don't know. It's a, it would seem as though the majority of the airline fuel would burn up upon initial explosion. And I got an even more fun asbestos conspiracy theory. <laughs> Ooh, mesothelioma <laughs> conspiracies. Wow. Do hear I more. Selena and Bynes. the apparently there's – Trump wrote this in 97 in his book, The Art this of the Comeback. This ought to be good. <laughs> the yeah, the that, Art of the Comeback. <laughs> yep. Is that he believes that Sometimes the I come on their front the asbestos removal frenzy. Because they were the ones that owned the carding companies, and they would get the contracts to go in and remove all the asbestos from buildings. So they cook up the fact That's that. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, that isn't. Oh, see, see, anytime Dylan hears his Lord and Savior uh, Donald Trump say anything, now he's willing to buy. That's that's I think more unbelievable than the world than the World Trade Center is for Christ's sake. Are you fucking serious? You think that that is more unbelievable yeah. than the U.S. government murdering three thousand American civilians so they can cover up a building? And, and some money they misplaced. Yeah. Well, okay, first That's of all, the conspiracy insane. theory the conspiracy theory does not suggest that it's about saving money. The conspiracy theory suggests from the standpoint of political dynamics that they would be utilizing something like that as a catalyst to favor a war campaign in the Middle East to progress world domination, new world order hegemony. I love that's Tony. He goes I mean, from Don I mean, Rickles to Dan Rather in a second. In that's what that's what, uh, that's what um Hitler did, but... That's what a lot of people did. It was called Operation Can Goods. It's a false flag attack that uh, that incites public support for a military action no, or a political know, action. He started, he started the fire in the Reichstag. And, and that's, that's well, they theorized that he started the fire in the Reichstag, but you pretty much know that the SS started the Reichstag fire. Listen, remember the main, Dylan, all right? But he, not even that. I mean, <laughs> you're looking at that. Okay, when you're looking at the fire in the Reichstag building, you're also looking at something called Operation Can Goods, where when he wanted to go into Poland, he took a bunch of prisoners put them in Polish uniforms, and then attacked one of their own radio stations, one of their own communication stations, and then shot the prisoners and said, hey, look, they fucking attacked us. That's grounds for that's grounds for an invasion. Boom. Listen, I think I know what's going on here. Uh, Tony isn't happy the way Jeopardy went last week. And he is just, he's like, <laughs> trying to flex he, yeah, he's doing a dojo exercise right now of his, of his brain. Jeopardy is the biggest pain in the balls. I swear to God. It's like, what, it's like, calculate the grand unification theory it's like well i don't know that one what kind of pants was hitler wearing when he you know had his 15th birthday it's like who the fuck knows any of this stuff when paul's asking the questions to you obviously they should call that show useless fucking knowledge you can't do anything with or you can just go on jeopardy and win a boatload of money well any of you you guys do that my buddy's been trying to get on there like crazy you can't do it who mike yeah he's he's pretty good at it was the last my dad was the last contestant He was in the final round to get on Jeopardy, yeah. and he was at the hotel, and they're doing like the, the, the final rounds, and he lost uh, in the last question to get on Jeopardy. Well, actually, my mom's cousin's daughter was brothers, on Brothers, sisters, mothers, husbands, uncles. Actually, bed, Dylan, the real story is your dad had a few whiskeys in him, and he told me the real story about why he didn't make it on Jeopardy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was his flesh-toned shirt. Everyone thought... <laughs> Everyone thought that he had, and they're like, "Can you please put a shirt on, sir?" And he's like, "No." And they're like, "Why are you dressed like a Boy There's Scout?" Two buttons here. He's like, "I'm not a Boy Scout, and I have a shirt on. Can somebody listen to me, please?" And they're like, "All right, sir, please." Before you get upset, can you just please leave? All right. So that's that's the true story. That's what he told me. I'll tell you a funny story. Do you remember the Ricky Lake show? Yes, of course. So these two guys I used to hang out with when I was younger. They go, I'm, I'm watching the fucking Ricky Lake show one day, you know, I'm like 12 years old, and of course I'm a couch-flopping loser. So I'm watching it, you know, I'm home school, from school sick, naturally. So I got my feet up, I got an egg sandwich in one hand, I'm watching Ricky Lake, right? Yeah. Who comes out on the fucking show 
but these two, this guy, right? One of these two twin brothers. Yeah. And he's got this like really sappy, you know, douchebag love letter for this girl he likes, right? Ugh. He reads the love letter. The girl's like, I'm good on that. <laughs> he's just sitting there holding his. I'm like, whoa. Is this the Dimbowski brothers? No, this is, you know, these guys I knew when I was younger. I Everybody's up. always got a group of brothers from high school that they know. Uh, that is just like it, that you don't want to mess with. It's like the two guys that got about, you know, <laughs> you, you don't want to mess with. And it's like, you know, they, they smoke Newports <laughs> and they smoke in their kitchen with their parents when they're like 16, you know, and it's cool. Nelson months. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guys, you can months us here on Blue Collar News on iTunes, SoundCloud.com. Absolutely free. What's going on, everybody? This is Joe Biggs. Make sure you check out our site, Blue Collar News, for the greatest comedy mixed with news in the market today. 